When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Where you're, where a 19 year old Mexican from South Central asks your favorite bands stupid ass questions. <laughs> What's up? Today we got Speed from Sydney, Australia. How you guys doing? I'm top of the world, Ricky. Yeah. Top of the world. Say right. something, say something. What's up? We're doing good. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Hey, uh, uh, we Jesus and us. I'm Jeb. I'm Jeb. I'm Aaron. I'm Josh. Yeah. How you guys, how you guys feeling? It's ten in the morning. You guys, you guys have been nonstop ever since you guys got here. It's just been nuts. This whole trip has been the most overwhelming experience of our entire lives in the most positive, beautiful, amazing way. Um, to the point where, and it's been so, so intense, so like in, insane, just back to back, back to back, back to back. To the point where, like, for the first four days, when we would just run for four, five days, we were running. We would literally stop and just be like, "How the fuck am I still going? Like, how? Like, what am I running off? Like, no sleep, just everything, crazy." And t- this morning is really the first morning where I've, I felt like pretty cool. Like, you really like whole shit. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but I'm feeling amazing sitting with you. We're yeah. so excited to, to 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 link with you again, bro. Oh yeah, you guys are. It's like it's crazy because like you guys see yourselves like, oh, this is America. Like, this is our first time. But like everybody in America. Sees you guys like as rock stars. Like everybody, like when I posted that picture yeah. of you guys, everybody's like, "Oh my god, you're hanging with Speed!" Like, oh, like, oh my god, like, blah, blah, blah. like you know what I mean? Like it's like you guys are the rock star, but you guys come here. That's when I said, "What's up to you guys?" I thought you guys were gonna be like, like, like you guys know you guys are rock stars, but like you guys, we're so nice and so like humble. But everybody here is like, "Yo, Speed!" Like that's nuts. That's what's up. Um, it's yeah, it's interesting that you say that because in Australia, like growing up when the US hardcore bands would come out is the exact same experience because like the USA is the mecca of hardcore right like it's where it comes from yeah. um, and so when you'd have bands from the states come out it was always this big deal and you know people would really put them on a pedestal and, and, and rightfully so but I don't think the situation has ever really been reversed where an Australian yeah. band's been received the way that we have and it's super fucking humbling because like you said like we're 
fucking normal people. We're not rock stars. Yeah. We're, we're, we can't play our instruments. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. We're, we're rock stars. We're terrible rock stars. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's been really fucking crazy to, to come here and get treated the way that we get treated because, you know, yeah. this, this, didn't, this didn't exist a couple of months ago. You know what I mean? This, this is not... It's not who we are. No, it's crazy because like I'm, I'm just ex- I'm just happy that like a band from another country. Because you said a band from Australia don't get like you know the other way around. But it, I feel like bands from other countries in general, like like I'm, like I think um what's that band? Uh, I, I think some dude from Stride once said that like at a show like like when you know America goes to other countries very received well, but just any other country like I, I don't think gets the same respect or admiration like over here which is cool to see I'm just glad I mean I'm, it's like it's also crazy that like like I, I want to talk about a little bit later on but like like you guys are from Australia I'm from Mexico like how like hardcore just connects everything like mm-hmm. I've never like you guys I've never met an Australian ever I you, think we talked about the other day yeah exactly, exactly. like that's exactly. nuts like you gotta understand you gotta understand where we're coming from because it's obvious that like for people here it's the, the, the way that people have been interacting with us the the, the insane amount of love that we've been shown it's obvious that people as you're saying like it's like they perceive us in a certain way which is in it's just mind-blowing yeah you need to understand for like context bro i'm 29 okay i've been going to shows for like more than half my life same with josh like you just, we fucking hardcore is is our thing right yeah. we fucking love hardcore we spent more than half our lives fucking loving this shit every day and all of that time has been spent just researching, listening, moshing, watching videos, you know what I'm saying? Like, for so many years, you know, just loving, putting respect on all these bands. And you come here for the very first time and you're invited to play, like, the most prestigious hardcore festivals globally. Yeah. Right? That in itself is already such a spinner. And you come here and then there's people, like, the reception is like how, you, how you're, like, you know, describing is absolutely mind-blowing like it's absolutely like we 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 find we think of like the the five six or seven like like bands from australia that have ever made it to come to americans long play shows like we think we regard them as legends bro for ones who have really crossed crossed yeah. the seas to make it happen you know what i'm saying yeah. like we already see it as such a privilege to be able to do this to be able to like be given this amount of respect and love right from day one is absolutely like it means more than you could ever say. Like, I, like I've just—it's so, so, so crazy. So, for anyone who's listening to this, who like, who thinks that we're like a certain thing or whatever, because you've seen us on YouTube, like, we are hardcore kids just like you, Ricky. You know, we're like, like everybody we've met, we're just straight up hardcore kids just doing the thing, yeah. right? And it's just. It just means everything. So, so yeah. the feeling that we have is just that there's, there's no words. Okay, we've been on our straight up high, the high of our lives so yeah. for for the last you know few days. So. The guitarist so, the Irish murder. I think once I was in an interview, like they were like, oh, like every band from Australia is sick, like every deathcore band or whatever, and they're like, no, you just don't hear the bad stuff because it just never makes it over. Like it's just like one thing is to tour, but one thing is to like market yourself in America, like. It, it just goes it goes nowhere mm. but let's do a recap of Sonic Fury let's like do just like I want I want you to like guide me through before playing getting there seeing the people then feeling nervous like I remember I, I like 
I was already in that booth that day, but I was like, I'll take a break for speed. Like, let me use my break to go see speed. And then, like, the first thing I see, I see this dude taking a picture, and I see you guys, like, like just, I was like, they, you could feel the gravity. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying to kiss your ass or because, or because, like, like, I've seen a lot of crazy hardcore shows here, but, like, you could feel, like, I don't know, like, I'm trying to describe it, like, I don't know, like, Metallica and Monsters of Rock, something like that, you know what I mean? Where, everybody, where everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? It feels like, like an army, like, ready to, like, dun, 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 you know what I mean? Like, something like that. But, yeah, describe, guide us through, um, you could go first, and then we could go that way. I mean, like, it, the whole thing has just been psycho, even just leading up to this, bro. We, we, we... We spent like, like so, so much preparation even just try, coming here. Like we came here with, you know, without proper visas and stuff. So we were already like freaking out about just getting to immigrations and just all that kind of stuff. And there's just been so much on our minds. And then by the time we actually got to Saturday morning to like to do the first show, like firstly we already knew it was going to be a hardcore convention. You know what I mean? Like, like just for, like meeting so many people. But like pulling up was literally like. And I, I really ever say this, I really never ever use this kind of, uh, this, this analogy, but it was a movie, bro. It was a fuck, it, it has been a fucking movie. Because yeah. it's, you just see all these people and we're just like looking and just meeting all of these, like like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people <laughs> who like, you know from bands that you love and everyone's pulled up and just meeting heaps of fresh people and which is just overwhelming itself and mind blowing itself, but then like, I think the first thing we did was like, we were one of the first bands to rock up, we got up nice and early. It was just so big, bro. It was like massive. Like, back at home, we have like mainstream festivals that are outdoors. It felt like that before hardcore bands. Like, yeah. insane. And we're doing the merch thing and like. Oh, your merch sold out too, right? Like, everything. Like, do you guys even have merch left, like, to sell? Like, bro, the merch just. <laughs> yeah, that's so hard. Bro, these guys got pumped. Like, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, we. Man, it was it was hectic. We were like non-stop from the airport till we got here. We got into Santa Fury. Um, as soon as the gates opened, us two, Josh and I, we'll run, uh, we'll work in the merch with Gemma and Gems partner, and we got pumped with merch, like literally non-stop for the first two, three hours. And it was going and going. And then I think we all took a break because we had to go start getting ready to play. And we pretty much saw that merch just by that point already. Mm, wow. Yeah. We, we printed the, we printed merch for the whole, for the whole three shows. We printed merch for three shows. Yeah, I was gonna say. And it went in like the, for three hours. Like it was just so, like insane. You guys even sold out the, the merch for the after show. Yeah. So people who weren't there just wanted a shirt. Yeah. As nuts. Yeah. As nuts. Yeah. So it was crazy. But getting in, running through all the merch and stuff like that and then having a short break to, I guess, get ready to perform and stuff. I, yeah, I'm pretty new to playing bass, like, I guess in the scheme of things, like, I learned to play with speed, and we had, like, new equipment, didn't have any of our pedals, had to try and sort uh, gear from other peeps and stuff, which, honestly, was not too hard at all. Everyone's been super lovely and, like, very generous with their, with, I guess, their, their gear and everything as well. So, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was pretty, pretty mind-blowing. I was... I'm a fan, man. He's like I said before, he's uh, always on stage, but I'm there trying to take photos because, like, uh, I'm geeking out. Like, this is crazy. Um, yeah. we, we, we also got a, you got a, you got a shout out, no pressure, Drain, God's Hate, uh, Fiddlehead, all the homies who really, really, and then, and then heaps of other bands as well were so good to us with, like, you know, gear and stuff, but. Scow as well. Yes, yeah, Scow. We, we flew over with no gear. 
like no guitars, no, no pedals. We actually mailed, like express mailed, like our pedals at least, so we could have our pedals here like a month ago, and they, I still don't know where they are. Oh, so we, had, we had no gear, so we were also like, that was another thing, was it gonna be our first time playing these instruments on stage, these, brand, these new instruments that we had like sent here. And also like we were using brand new gear too. Um, and it was like obviously the, the biggest show of our lives, like times five, you know what I'm saying? Like the biggest show ever. So also just kind of just like wrapping our heads around, you know, just, just doing it. Um, and the main pedal that we were kind of like just freaking out about, not freaking out, but conscious of was, was like, fuck it, like we can use any pedals, doesn't matter. We'll just play, it's like whatever. But we just need a we we just need a way to make an air horn sample. <laughs> you probably just need to have just an air horn sample at least. Yeah. You need to find someone who had a pedal who could play an air horn. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just that sample. So we're just like trying to sort of that. But those are the kind of things that are going through our mind, like you know, the start of the show. Um, I'm yeah. so nervous for you guys. Like nervous. <laughs> like Daniel throw up. We're, we're, you guys more, are we're more nervous thinking about it leading up to it. Mm. Anytime I would have a second to just actually envision that we were about to do this, like for example on the fly or whatever, that's when I would start to like start sweating. Yeah, I think um, it's really. I get nervous for shows all the time, and this was one that for some reason just didn't. Not even the big crowds, like oh, just a lot of people. That was fucked I don't know why. I don't know why, but uh, I was nervous, but it didn't hit me the same way. Maybe it was just because it was such an overwhelming day, like between the merch shit, between trying to sort all the gear, uh, all of the fucking uncertainties. When we actually got up there, it just felt like it was just go time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas the last show that we played right before we left Australia, was the biggest show that we'd ever played at that time. It was like 800 people. A fraction of the size of Sound of Fury. Yeah. And I was melting down like two minutes before we played. I had to like have a shot of tequila to calm myself down because I was fucking, I was stressed. Yeah. This is totally different. And I think a big part of that as well is like right before we started, Aaron basically just grabbed every single one of our friends from Sydney and put them all up on the stage. So I was setting up my shit and I was just sort of looking behind the amp and there's just like all our friends there. Yeah. And it just really made me, like it really, I think made me feel comfortable. Feel like at home. Yeah, and then like we had, you know, like Al from Fiddlehead was there to make sure the air horn sample was sweet. Body from No Pressure was setting up the guitar shit for me. Um, uh, uh, Fiddlehead's guitar tech, Bobby, was like, I'm gonna stand behind the amp and if anything goes wrong, I'm there to fix it for you. So. That sort of support, I think, just took all the anxiety away. And like, once we started, like, I don't know, just the excitement, like, just took over. And yeah, it just, the nerves weren't really there for me. I think part of it as well is like, you also seeing, like, I think it was a bit of a blessing as well because you can kind of, you're there experiencing the fest anyway. So you're seeing this crowd with the other band before we got on. So, like, it kind of just chilled it out before we got there. But then also I feel like standing on stage, just because it was so big, it was literally mm. just like a never ending sea of people, like just all the way to the horizon, like your brain just can't calculate the scope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. So hard to perceive. You, you, you were talking about this yesterday, you were saying like, we were talking about skydiving last night, right? And you were saying like how when you first jump on that plane, it's you know, the earth is so far away, you don't feel like, you don't feel much for it. Yeah, it's like no, it's like no, you're not scared of heights because you can't perceive how high you are. You know, you stand on top of a house, you're like, damn. This is high up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Skydiving, you can't even tell. It was the same thing with like Santa Fe, so many people there. I don't know, if you're in like a small room, you can see how many people are like, huh, there's like 
200 people here. It's like, damn, it's a lot of faces. But then mm-hmm. Santa Fury, there was just so many people that it's like, I don't even know how many people are here right now. Like a rank on computer. Yeah. You know, so you're just like, well, you just, you just get really sad. And I think that's one of the first things as well, walking off stage was like, I just felt so easy though. I just felt in, like you just felt tapped in, you know what I mean? Like it was, I think that's also, that, but I mean, look, this is also the, like, the beautiful thing about hardcore, right? Like, it's just real, it's just raw. Like we're just hardcore, because like everybody isn't, you don't have to know the band as long as the music's fine. Right, right, yeah, fully, yeah. fully. The energy was just there. It was a really shared experience. Like it was just, I also want to back this up quickly and also say that Raw Brigade who opened the fest, which is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Shout out Raw Brigade. That's just like, the day before we went to the pre-show, like Akula Candy, that was the first show for me, actually all of us, that was the first show that we've ever been to on American soil. After all of these years, at 29 years old, it was the first show I've been to on American soil. Akula was the first band I ever marched to in the US. The second one, Rob Gade. (laughs) And Rob Gade, uh, fucking fresh face. Shout out Rob Gade. We love Rob Gade, bro. We're like, we're like, we're like, we're like, we're like, we're like, and uh, since you guys been in the U.S. for like, uh, what, like how many days? Like four or five days? We've been here since Thursday, so today's Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe six days. We've been here since Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah. What, what do you guys think about the U.S.? Since so this is the first time on Mary Soil, but what do you think about the U.S. in general? It's you guys have Panda, and you guys got football. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not us, but still good. Oh, yeah, no, they have built different. Lots of standing. Um, the U.S. is, well, I guess L.A. specifically, it's, it's sick. It's sick. There's a lot going on. It's massive. It's very big. Yeah, it's really big. Looking around, honestly, doesn't feel too foreign. Like it's, I don't know, when I got in the first kind of thing I was thinking, it's like, oh, this is a little bit like Western Sydney. Like a little bit like, I guess, parts like not too far from our home kind of thing, like where we're from. Um, but we're palm trees. Yeah, we're palm trees. Palm trees instead. Palm trees instead, I guess. Yeah. But it's been crazy. It's been crazy. What did you guys think before coming here? Like, what did you guys think of America? Like, I think um, I think we had a pretty accurate idea of what it was, just mm. because like if you grow up anywhere else in the world, I think um, you're just so exposed. <laughs> yeah, you play GTA. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're so exposed to American media. You know what yeah. I mean? Like LA as a place, there's so many different little things that you recognize just from uh, from movies, from TV, from video games. Just from songs, you know, you hear you hear the name of somewhere and you fucking know fucking hip hop song with the name of that street. You know, yeah. There's so many different little things, so it feels a little bit familiar. Um, why it feels like a movie. It's yeah. yeah. why it feels like yeah. a movie. Exactly. So but there is, I, I, I think maybe you underestimate what kind of effect it's going to have on you when you actually come here. Huh. I think. Um, I think all of us have like really enjoyed just experiencing the culture of LA. Um, you know, the, f- the first full day that we had here, we went out with Louis scouting um, some some stuff out. He was showing us a few spots, and I don't know. I, I just felt really like embedded in the culture, being with somebody like a local that you know that knows the place, yeah. and that was really cool to have as well because people at home always say that LA is a is a tricky place to really enjoy unless you know people yeah. who live there and, yeah. and they can can make it feel familiar. And so, yeah, we're really lucky that we've, we've had people here like Luis and, and like you guys to show us around and say, no, 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 if we're going to eat, we should go to this spot. Yeah. Or, um, you know, if you want to do this, we should go here. 
Um, because, yeah, I think if, if we just jumped on a flight, didn't know anybody, came over here, did the usual tourist shit, I think it would be yeah. a very different experience. Because we're kind of ripped off for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And not every not every place is like that as well when you, when you travel the world. Like, there are so If you go to Tokyo, you're never going to have a bad time. Mm. You can't fuck up. Like, there's great shit to do everywhere. Yeah. LA, I feel like you kind of need somebody to show you what's up. Yeah, like, definitely. You know I mean? Well, yeah, LA is like a bunch of like different things in one. You go to South Central, it's a different thing. You go to the Valley, it's a whole different thing. Like, it's like you're in two different worlds. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it in, in, many, in many ways, there's. There's, there's so many similarities to Sydney. It really is mm. like the um, the climate here, in like in terms of the weather. You know what I mean? And you, um, you said it's also multi- multicultural, right? It's yeah. hugely multicultural in, in, in Sydney in a different way, yeah. in a different way, different But there is that big similarity I, I feel, and it, it feels very familiar in a lot of ways. But mm. also, like honestly, like it is a is a mad spin out for us to be here. It really is like driving. Driving in the van all around where we've been, it really feels like playing GTA in first person. Mm. It's kind of crazy. And like, the more we do it, bro, the more we do it, like, the more we keep going around, it's like, bro, GTA is actually just a real thing. Like, it's <laughs> not, it's actually like, uh, it, 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 it feels like a video game, but it's, it's so accurate. Yeah, it's the, the, this all, like, it's really accurate because, like, you know, like, Los Santos is like, Santos means saints, mm-hmm. and Los Angeles is angels mm-hmm. in Spanish. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So there's all, they kind of purposely do it, and like the map is like exactly like how it would be in LA. Australia is also uh, Australians. Uh, I, I think probably at least amongst our generation, there's there's a lot of there's like like scared is not the right word, but like we definitely feel America is a pretty crazy place, bro. Like mm-hmm. the perception of America coming from you know another Western country far away is like America's got real hectic shit going on, like real chaotic, you know, like yeah. so. It, it, we also like coming here also knowing like we are fully guests and we we, we can't carry on like we do at home because mm. we, we you know just on, 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 on down you know on the ground level like your your, your guys' way of life is, is very different experience to ours back home um, mm. so we feel very very lucky to be introduced like and have all, everything shown by all like people like yourself and everyone around has been mad and and at the same time we just feel like we're guests here and, and just feel very privileged to, to have the experience and just to, like observe and take everything in you know there's a, the people that we've really met from people at the shows obviously but then the people that are just like, working at the diner people driving us at Ubers you know everything else like everyone has been so welcoming to us I feel like they feel like an Australian energy from us and they've been mm. really really beautiful you know to, to, mm. to meet so it's, it's, it's that's the best part about doing this kind of stuff is just meeting people you know yeah. it's really it's been very special yeah also I think I was going to come up when you said like unlike LA unlike I don't know what I've heard of most other places it's like well that's the bad side is a good side LA it's like it's in the wrong neighborhood like, it's kind of weird because like you, like the valley like there's a wrong spot but then if you go to like there's a nice spot you know what I mean like is it every, it's kind of like in between everything, it's not there. LA is not. I mean, if you go to like South Central, Compton, Watts, it's like that. That's definitely bad. But then if you go to like Long Beach, it's like a nice area. Then if you go to the wrong area, it's not like it's not so black and white. I guess it's yeah. like it's all like it all bleeds in together. Yeah, we dropped our friend off last night at his hotel, which is in downtown, and mm-hmm. the street that it's on is beautiful. Oh, it's, oh, really? It's, it's, it's he's staying at the Ace Hotel. Yeah, and there's just like a bunch of really nice um, buildings and stuff in there, but. Either side of that street. Oh yeah, exactly. I was about to say I was like, there's like a bunch of homeless people. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, since with that being said, you guys came to America for the first time, but you guys been on an American hardcore label for a minute. 
How the hell is that being signed into Flashball Records? Like before you guys even probably even met Rick in person, I think. Mm-hmm. We will, we'll always like, you know, every time Backtrack comes to Australia, Backtrack is a band that yeah, has a very strong connection with Australia. Or what, it's like there's a few American bands who really like connect really well with, with Australia. And especially because of the, it's because of the history that they've had with the country touring a lot. And Backtrack was one of those bands that did that, mm-hmm. came up three times. And we were always there, obviously on stage, pitting and everything to Backtrack, loving Backtrack and everything. Um, so I knew Ricky, but just never, and our, our friends bands up too with Ricky too and everything. And even uh, Dennis Kane from Speed, um, they played in another band called Relentless, who we were one of the few bands that ever made it here too. And so they were all homies with Ricky and stuff too already, but you know, they, this was the, also the first time I actually physically met Ricky in person. Yeah, like, not turning down here and Shay. I was looking forward to that so much because, like, he's my brother. I talked to talked to Ricky pretty much most days. You know, what I mean? mm. for, the, for the last two years, Ricky like and Shay wanted to sign Speed. You know, two years ago off the demo. Like the way that came about is R- Ricky gave me a phone call like one in like May or May of 2020. Okay, like you remember when COVID first hit. The, the hysteria globally, like you got, like especially in New York, where they're from, like the, the lockdowns there were so insane. Like we like seeing photos of people being pulled out on stretchers and stuff, like the morgues overflowing, like all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Insane time, insane period of this whole shit. And Ricky calls us and is like, "Want to sign an Australian band from Sydney, on the other side of the world, off a demo, with no certainty of anything happening?" I'm like, "No, unbelievable!" Like Flashbot, we're TUI demo, Backtrack demo, Minus demo. You understand? Like it's absolutely legendary yeah so we just feel the most like it's the biggest gl of all time you know to be to even have this kind of conversation with someone like this you know what i'm saying so so being part of flatspot has meant the world to us and, and, and we said from day one i said you know ricky you're gonna do this with us bro we're gonna sign you know we're gonna we're gonna make this we're gonna run it hard like everything we do you know if, you, if we're gonna welcome somebody into our small circle where we're gonna run hard forever you know we're gonna gun it and we're gonna back flatspot and it's just such it's almost unspeakable to to, to 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 reflect on how things have changed in the last two years. We're now we played Sound Fury, but we're here in LA now doing this thing. And they took the chance on us in the most uncertain period mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Without any certain any knowing of any return, you know what I mean? With anything. And I just think that it was such a GR for us to be like, we're gonna deliver for these guys and we're gonna do everything we possibly can to to bring that back. You Have you guys played many shows up to that point? What, when he when signed COVID hand? Yeah, when COVID hit. We played four shows before. So you guys played four shows in a demo when he signed here? We, we put out the demo in like pretty much November 2019, bro, and COVID happened in like, what, April? April March, March or something? March. So you guys played four shows in a demo and, and from the other side of the world he signed you. Bro, That's I'm nuts. just so, dude, so, so, so nuts, man. Like, it's just... Are you guys like the first band outside the U.S. he's had on? No, no, so Iron Mind from Melbourne, shout out Iron Mind. Uh-huh. Absolute, like, Australian hardcore guts. They, uh-huh. they had an LP that came out on, um, on, uh, with Flatspot in maybe 2014, I think. Um, yeah. Or, but like, yeah, yeah, around, around that era, yeah. Um, they toured a lot with Backtrack in Australia. Iron Mind came here, they did the Life and Death tour as well. Mm. Um, like Backtrack and Turnstile and all those bands did like around that era too. So yeah. the second one, and also because of that, it was like, that's so such a crazy lineage to kind of join. Yeah. You know I mean, like Iron Mind, holy shit now, us, like that's unbelievable. So, so we were sleeping on Australia, low key. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't blame them. I don't yeah. blame them. And that's because, you know, we have such a small, a small, 
like uh, seen in Australia. Um, and we're isolated. And we're very isolated. And, and as we said, this is the mecca. Like you guys have, you guys in Lennon Hardcore, you have your own bands, you have your own scene, you have everything. It's so developed. It's so, it's, it's a powerhouse here. You know what I mean? So like, why would you, you know, you have the best bands in the world from here. You're like, why would you ever look to another country, other countries like this, you know? So all that we want to do, all that we want, all that we aspire for through this band, the only mission is just purely to help put some respect on Australian hardcore and in turn creating infrastructure for hardcore in our own country, one that where people can come to shows, they can feel that they have a place that they can show up to and they know they're gonna have a good time, they know that it's gonna be safe, they know that they, things can just happen because like, for, um, for quite a few years leading up to, you know, COVID and everything, like, hardcore was really small in Australia, like really not many shows, not many, not many people involved in bands. Yeah, almost, yeah. yeah, man. So struggling. It was, yeah. So th- that's why Speed started. We we just were a band that wanted to keep the wheels turning. That's so what so like, what, what's like? Explain to me like what's life in Australia. Like, is it like here where there's like neighborhoods? Is it like it's exactly the same or how's life over there? Like, just because I have no idea anything about Australia. Yeah, it, like, like so. Even, is there trains or buses? Is there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, bro. For sure, for, it's so sick, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so sick to get yeah. this food. Yeah, man. It, it's um. How many venues are there? Like, I was like, like, in Sydney, you know, Sydney's one of the main cities, right? Okay. I think that the two biggest cities for hardcore in Australia are going to be. Is Australia a big country in general? Very big. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, like land mass size is pretty much the same as the US. Oh, okay. In terms of population, it's a very small fraction. Of I mean, how what's the population in LA? I think it would be close to the entire population of Australia. Our, 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 probably more, more. We, probably more. Our country is the same size as America geographically, but we have one tenth the population of the whole country. So that means like like the houses are more spread out, the neighborhoods are more uh, spread out. Well, it's more, no, no, it just means that uh, the cities are only around the coast and there's very little going on in the middle of the country. So it's almost like hillbilly shit in the middle of the country? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We call it... In Lars, for sure, yeah. for sure. We, we, we call that, we call it Bogans, bro. Your hillbillies are Bogans to yes. us. The Bogans is the word. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. A, a, bo- a Bogan? Bogans, like redneck. So this is Bogan, so this is basically that in Australia. Yeah, fucking hell, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think there's probably parallels to a lot of uh, uh, things from, you know, the lifestyle in America to Australia. It's a Western country, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's it's very similar. I mean, you know, it's a, um, I guess there's a, there's a lot of English influence as well. Uh-huh. Um, but in terms of the way that the, the country's kind of like split up it's you know states and cities and, and, and all that sort of thing so like the US has like New York LA like different mm-hmm. like but Australia only has Sydney is that the only spot like where like nah no, no, no. So, so so the way I see it is Sydney is LA Melbourne is New York okay then there's a couple of other big cities um but I couldn't tell you what the parallel with them is. I, don't, I guess Gold Coast is Miami. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Like my yeah. way of painting is like, man, LA is obviously popping in the world. You know, what I mean, everything you have here, people move to LA no. because it's LA, right? You you have shit happening all the time. Famous people here, you know, things that careers are made here. Hundred percent, sure. exactly, right, right. Well, no sure. one, yeah, no one, and 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 globally around the world, you. you 
from whatever cities you're from, you, you, you put that on a pedestal. You know what I mean? It's like people move here like, like they go to London, they go to Paris, they go to New York. You know what I'm saying? They do that kind of thing, right? Um, we haven't really had that much in Australia. And, and for us back at home, especially in Sydney, like we have this thing called lockout laws, which was essentially like when we, pretty much when we became, like hit, hit the age, being a drinking age, like partying age, like our whole city was had lockout laws in the sense that like there's no nightlife like everything closed very very early they stopped this because there was like some bit of violence right um so we have no nightlife culture pretty much essentially in sydney for the longest time and because of that um, and that already passed or it's still it's happened? already passed it went all the way up to COVID. now they're obviously trying to do the opposite to try and bring bring shit back because like obviously everything was decimated you know uh, so it affected venues it affected clubbing it affected, like the whole like entertainment industry right wow. how, long was, how long was this for well, bro, like, years, years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. So we party or anything. Our entire generation, bro, pretty much went through. A, we don't really have many clubs to go to. We don't have bars to go to. We don't, you know, not much going on. So it really stunted a lot of things. And for us, we have to make our own fun. You know what I mean? So, like, we have to throw our own events. We have to like go to our homies' houses. You know, we we throw in house parties. That's how we, you know, that's how we do our things. You know, and then and 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 so. Our lifestyle back at home is we kick it at each other's houses, we have house parties, like we have open houses, like we all like kind of, we're all very close because of that, because we all go to each other's homes, you know what I'm saying, like we, we, we hang out in that way and, and, and it's very intentional with speed that we wanted to, I, I think because of, of that as well, people get very bored of, of where we're from and they want to move somewhere exciting and mm. there's a bit of a stigma with that and it was very, very intentional for us to try and create something where we we're proud of where we're from. You know, one of the big reasons why we, we rep Sydney so hard is because we're trying to back it, we're trying to, we're trying to put a name on it, and we're also trying to bring an energy to it where it's like, we have shit that we should be proud of, we, and, and, and if, if, rather than sitting around here and moving to somewhere else that's got shit happening, I want, I'm from here, I'm not going anywhere, so I want to make it the best place possible, you know what I'm saying? So, so with Speed, it was very intentional to try and like build a community. It's very community based, like within hardcore, but very much outside of hardcore, because we, I, we, because, Hardcore wasn't so big, just I think naturally reflecting on it now over the last 10 years, like we gravitate towards other things as well. Like, so our influences become quite diverse, you know what I'm saying, in terms of who we, people, who we are as people culturally and what we're into. And so that really, I think, just plays into our identity. And so being with Speed now, like back home, you come to Sydney, there's so many new faces in Hardcore, so many people interacting with Hardcore who are from like fashion, from other, other music worlds. and. Uh, like food culture and other things too it's all coming together so it's a really 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 exciting time now in our generation where you know like we went out on monday night with um, with a homie from here called yeek he took us out to this this bar and like it was popping on a monday night bro the music was so fresh like people there were fresh everyone's having such a mad time and i'm like bro it's a fucking monday like you never have this in sydney dude oh, ever like yeah. barely even on a weekend you have something like this you know i don't even know a spot that would be like as fresh as that you know what i'm saying so um at home now, it's really, really, really exciting. It's really special because it's like our generation of kids who are like building something, you know, for our own scene now. And it's um, like, we're just kind of running it, you know what I mean? So that's what life is like now. And it's, 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 a, it's a real spin out because it's gone from like just chilling people's houses for like every year up till COVID, at least in our friendship group, to now like so much stuff to do. And it's all centered around this new boom of like creativity and, you know, like-minded individuals from where we're from who are just like connecting and building. That's really that's really sick to fucking hear because, oh my god, like, like I wish like more people thought like you or think or because I think or thought think think like you guys because like there's so there's a huge fucking uh, gentrification problem in LA and whether you come from another country from another state in America like 
I wish more people had like that idea of like, yeah, like make like you make your own fun where you're at. Don't like a lot of people come from other states or or even like a little cities from LA. They're like LA hardcore. I'm like just rep your own little town. Just you know like you don't just because you live like 50 minutes away from LA doesn't mean you're like you know what I mean like you could do your own thing wherever the fuck you're from because like around LA there's a fuck ton of small towns that's it kind of you just travel like Australia like Bakersfield um for um not even Fresno but like so but Victorville like where like it's not fun it's you go there you're, you're like I think one time I went over there and I was like lighting shit on fire because I was like there's nothing to do <laughs> but it's like but it's like but but then I like, shout out to Brad who's like he's in his own town like it's like we're not gonna be like LA hardcore just cause we live like a fucking hour away you know what I mean it's like like you do your own thing rep your own thing you know what I mean don't you know what I mean that's really that's a, that's a really cool idea to hear and I hope a lot of people take from that yeah man I think like if you bring it back to hardcore in Australia as well like there are specific like small towns that had no business being like a hub for hardcore but just off the back of people's initiative and, and, and their enthusiasm have become synonymous with Australian hardcore like I think it's like somewhere like Newcastle which is a, a smaller city about two hours north of Sydney that has since the 90s been like one of the sickest hardcore scenes in Australia wow. and like that's one of the only places like that everywhere else is a capital city but Newcastle hardcore has just always been popping Byron Bay hardcore had its time as well um, purely because uh, the Van Parkway Drive came out and, and created a movement you know what I mean and they, they, they brought Australian hardcore up on their own and they came out of the tiny little surf town so it's just so much cooler when people build shit from from the ground up yeah. and create their own community and it's so much more rewarding when you're a part of that as well you know exactly. I think that's where, where you know actual like real real culture is kind of built from from those sorts of environments you know what I mean when, when there's an absence of something a couple of years from now we're going to be like Australian hardcore and we're going to be like oh you look like you're probably not even from Australia <laughs> but, um, but I mean like, what's the trick <laughs> that's be, trust is going to happen but um so what, what, what do you think pushes a kid in Australia because you know hardcore has always been you know like kind of troubled weird just like probably they look normal but inside they're fucked up in the head of people what do you think in Australia pushes a kid to become a hardcore kid like what what, what makes a kid in Australia mosh all crazy in a, mm-hmm. in a small warehouse to someone screaming with a mic like what's fucked up about Australia I want to know it's funny I think at its core what it comes down to is just uh, an aversion to the status quo you know what I mean being somebody being somebody that looks at everything that's normal and says that something doesn't quite sit right with me I don't want I don't want to live a normal lifestyle I want to sit slightly on the fringe and that can apply to anybody you know what I mean like my life is so different to so many of my friends from hardcore you know we all come from such different walks lives, such different cultures um we just have such different experiences but I think the unifying thing is that all of us want to be part of a community um, that looks at the status quo as just, just something that we, we, we don't want to participate in you know what mm-hmm. I mean I think that's what it really comes down to I think I think bro like it's very hard thing to explain but you know everyone falls into hardcore for very similar experiences you know you, you, anyone listening to this right now you think why you wait, wait, wait why you go to your first show and why do you keep coming back to it now you know like we all have a very similar story. 
and people can kind of break it down for like who hardcore should be for or what hardcore is and like you know gatekeeping that in that way but the only way I can explain it bro is that when I'm on stage and when I'm in a pit and when I'm like at a show I feel liberated I feel the most real I feel in any aspect of my life you know it's at that show with those people that I love Hardcore for all of us has given us the people that we love in our lives most dearly. You know, all of our friends being involved for so for so long now. You think about every single person I hold dear to my heart in some way, other than my blood family. I know them because of this in some way. You know, and sometimes it doesn't necessarily need to be a reason, a specific reason to explain why something means it to you. But if it's an energy and it's a feeling that you have inside you, I think that's worth celebrating. You know, mm. and mm. we are here now. I'm talking to you on the other side of the world, bro. You're 19, I'm 29, we're a decade apart, mm. but we're brothers. Yeah. And what we've experienced the last few days has been the most beautiful, real, pure thing. And again, that's a, that, that should be celebrated, you know what I mean? And so for us and for kids back home, especially now coming out of COVID, where you feel so separated from other people, the sense of the need for belonging is stronger than ever. Mm. You come into a community like this that's so real, you experience the passion, you experience the energy, aggression, in a place, that, in a way that's so unfiltered amidst like a world right now that can be so, so superficial, you know what I mean? This is, you can talk shit on the people who are coming to shows and you don't know what they're doing, but they're feeling it and it's real. And, and if you understand it on that level, you, you're worthy of, of, of being here as long as you respect it. You know what I'm saying? So, I well, that's well said. Very well said. I think that's just really what it comes down to, man. Like it's it's a very hard thing to explain, but if you have the feeling, you know it, and you, and you believe it, and you hold on to it, you follow it, you learn about the culture, you respect it, you know, and then you you, you play your part. You, that's that's just what this thing is about. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I don't know anything about your your past life or anyone else that we've met here, but we just know that we have this shared experience, and that's enough for us to. You know, yeah. to, to cruise together. So, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I think that's what people are finding back at home yeah. now, like coming out into hardcore. You know, yeah, like, that was, yeah. the, the way you said it was fucking mind blowing. You crazy. go, you, 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 yeah. bro, you go to Southeast Asia, man. People don't even know Southeast Asia is so disconnected, man. Like, like ninety nine percent of people in, in, in hardcore, I think, around the world probably couldn't name a single Southeast Southeast Asian band. You go, they have some of the biggest scenes in the whole fucking world. They don't even speak the same language, man. Yeah. Okay, you think that your life here in LA is a, is a certain thing? Imagine the people who are literally living in like villages and stuff like that in Southeast Asia who are fucking hardcore kids, yeah. who are like, who are like talking about fucking tsunami style or like who are like fucking doing the never ending game mosh. You know what I mean? Yeah. In Indonesia, like these people are coming from completely different walks of life. You know what I mean? But they feel that energy and they worship it, they love it, they respect it, they immerse themselves in it. That's the beautiful thing about this. So like, it's just, it's just this, it's just this very, very strange feeling that's so hard to ever describe, but you just feel, you know what I mean? And, and it's, as I said, like, when you go to the show, and when you, when you go to the show, that's the ultimate celebration of, of all of this. And that's how, that's really how Sam Three felt. It was just us being there celebrating this incredible thing together and that's the most beautiful thing too i'm the kind of person i'll never want to go i i i, I don't under, ever really understand how people can travel overseas by themselves and mad respect if you do that they go i'm going to go to europe for three months and do my things like sick i don't think i could ever do that because i get the biggest kick out of sharing experiences with people you know like like being on tour with someone's like bro we did this like you you saw that like we like you know you and your four best friends like whoa we did this together you know what i mean 
when you go to the show, like that, that's the best thing about being a hardcore is that it's not just the band who's going through it, and it's not just the audience who's going through it. You know, on different levels, there are obviously delineations of that experience, but it's such a shared experience. You know what I'm saying? Like we're yeah. sharing this energy together, and we're making it on stage just as much as you're making it in the pit. You know what I mean? Like that's why this shit is untouchable. That's why I'm weird. Like more the more the median age of speed is almost around thirty. You know what I mean? And that's why we love it more than ever because we recognize at this age that it's so meaningful and it's so real. And after this many years, it's still the thing that keeps that fucking pulse running, that like gives you a reason to do everything in life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll say like, one other thing is that like the world is so fucked up, like it's such a crazy place to comprehend. And you see all the shit that's going on, it's like, what the fuck can I do about it? You know what I mean? What, what can I do about everything that's fucked up with the world, especially in the last two to four years? And it's like, my world, when you break out of everything else, is hardcore. That's my world, and it feels tangible, everyone can play a role in it, and it feels like something I can make an impact on. And so, that's all we kind of t t try to put our minds and focus on, is how can we make our best world within this. I can't do anything about anything outside, but at least in hardcore, I, I, I can do something here, I can leave a mark, and that, that's enough for the legacy of my life, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah. Yeah, that's what it boils down to, really. It's, it's crazy what you said about uh, the kids in Southeast Asia. How, like, I wouldn't know anything about what a kid in Southeast Asia is into hardcore or anything. And then I bring it from my point of view, where a kid in, like, you know, like people in Mexico, where like, it's not that they're disconnected. It's just there's so much violence. Like, there's so much like the cartels and shit. Like, it's like you can't go out at night. You're, you're gonna get killed for sure. Like, literally, like you're gonna get killed. So I looked at him like, with, with that being said, I think there's a very huge. Like, as much as I, I, I agree with you a billion percent about hardcore, like, I don't care if you're white, black, whatever, but there is a representation of, of your, kind of your race, in a sense, like, sure. like, it's like, you know what I mean, like, I try not to make it like, oh, like, I'm not going to talk to you or none of that, but I do sometimes, like, I kind of want to, like, shun, like, I mean, as a Mexican kid from South Central, uh, actually from Mexico, I try to shun the light of, like, look, like, there's people out there, like, it's like, as much as I, I feel like I don't want to be obnoxious of like, oh, look, I'm Mexican, but I do want to be like, hey, like, I know, like, I know people in Mexico, if they're, they probably don't even know about heavy music, and if they do, they probably know about metal, but there's like county hardcore kids in Mexico, and it's very important to be like, all right, you know, like, I'm Mexican, I'm like, I'm actually Mexican, like, not like third generation, like most people here, or don't have, I'm like, I speak fully Spanish, Spanish my first language, and I'm here, you know what I mean? Like, um, and I want to talk about that. I know Speed wasn't meant to be an Asian band, as you said it, but the importance of representing uh, Asian, well, Asian people. Okay. You, you you shouldn't have to, and I know you don't, but with everything that you just said, basically, identity is who you are, you know what I mean? And a lot of people spend their whole lives figuring out who they are. Yeah. I mean, we are so lucky. You're 19, you already know you're a Harper kid. You know what I mean? And you have your cultural identity. You already affiliate that. You have that sorted. You know who you are. Yeah. There's people who go through their lives their entire life and they don't know who they are. They don't find something where they're like, "This is what I'm part of," and this is what this is what you, you know. It's not just hardcore. It's 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 all of the different uh, layers that come beneath that that make your story. You know what I mean? So for us here, like with it, with the band, this is art. This is my platform. You know, to say something and do something. I want to put my identity into it. It's still like, we're a hardcore band, but like, there's more to my story than that too. You know what I mean? Like, there's themes within hardcore that I think I discuss obviously a lot, you know, and we, we obviously, like, we're not different to any, to any band. We're not on some 
like special name. We devolved yeah. those things as, in those in those um, themes as well. But more than anything, we're just putting our story into the band. Like that's just who we are. And I, I feel blessed that I did that I started this at 27. You know, few, like we've speedily been band for about two, two or so years. Like because at that age, I had enough time to reflect on who I am and what the, all the all the all the all the paths that like brought me to where I am. And, and have a little bit more confidence to be like, this is actually something I'm proud of. And to put it into the, to, to the band, like it makes the most sense. So that's really all it really comes down to. It's just, it's not meant, it's, we're not flying a flag being like, this is a political thing about like being yeah. Asian or anything like that. Nah, it's just, this is just who we are. This is what we look like. This is how we do shit. Like you've got your brand of New York hardcore. You've got your brand of UK hardcore. You've got your brand of LA hardcore. This is Sydney hardcore. That's just our story. I can't tell anyone else's story. Any, you can only tell your own story, and I think everybody has their own special story. It's like you have your own life and your own set of trials and tribulations that you've been through, which make you who you are. That deserves to be put and told. You know what I mean? And that's all we're doing. You yeah. know? So I think the, the whole experience of speed so far, and the way it's been received by the whole world, is just it's it's been so humbling and such a, such an incredible like lesson for me and, and a, a life affirming lesson for all of us just to be like we're not trying to do anything else other than just put on for our friends and family and when you do that with no other mission other than just that like if you have the right intentions in some way it will come back to you you know and that's where it should just really begin like what's your story what are you trying to say who are you you know, and because that what makes you, you who you are is like the most special thing, you know, that you can create with your art. Exactly, and I think uh, when you're, because you're first generation, you're first generation. Yeah. When I was uh, like, um, I think about it like this. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Being, being uh, yeah, like, I think a lot of what you said earlier, about a lot of people never find their they're um, never find their identity. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people are just never comfortable with their identity. Yes. Or they it's like, I can't be this, or I need to be this, or I want to be the most I can. Yeah. And I don't feel like I'm enough. I think with me, it's like sometimes I'm, like I just, like being you know from Mexico. My parents being from Mexico. A lot of the times they like being you know so ingrained you know coming from Mexico, not being third generation or fourth generation. It's very like oh like what are you gonna do? Like you, you can't be hard work kid. Like you can't be listening to this crazy music. Like everybody dresses the same. Everybody talks the same. Everybody does everything the same, and it's kind of like it's kind of it was hard for me specifically being in Mexican uh, in a Mexican household. Being like I like hardcore. I like you know I like streetwear. I like like even even now that streetwear is like you know to the normal world is popular. Like in a Mexican household, it's like what the fuck? Why are you like why are you, why are you caring about what shoes they are? Fucking buy some shoes. It's like is that the same for you? Like with it and from first generation parents, like we. A big part of that story as well, you know, and, 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 and the, I guess the way that we approach everything is, is the fact that we come from such great homes, bro, like, for mm -hmm. us and speed, like, we have such supportive families, like, and we, that's a blessing, you know, like, not everyone has parents who are so open-minded, especially Asian parents, you know, ethnic parents who are like, do, find what you, what you love in life and fucking run hard with it, like, that's literally what our parents taught us, like, me and Aaron, you know, and it's like, we don't, we, we, that's, a, that is a lesson that, and an approach that is not reflected in a lot of people who have a similar op culture offering to us. And we recognize that we are only molded to be the way we are, and like with whatever confidence we have to do this thing the way we're doing it, purely because of that, where it started at home. So, 
for us, like, it's very intentional to, like, get up there and be like, this is what I look like, and, you know, put, put a photo of us on the demo cover, you know, to let people know, like, this is what you're listening to. Because I I think that if you have confidence and you're, 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 you feel comfortable enough to put yourself out there, you're already in a sense of, you're already coming from a place of privilege, and the best way that you can harness that is to help maybe use that to empower someone else who wasn't put in that place. You know what I mean? Like, I'm only, there's nothing special about me. I'm only, we're only doing this because we feel enabled to do it and empowered to do it. So many other people out there can do the same thing, but they just maybe didn't have that, that same uh, acceptance yeah. from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's a very lucky thing. So we talk about representation. It's like, I'm just, I, I wasn't, I'm like, I'm going to fucking fly my flag. It's like, I'm just doing this. And you know, like, yeah. If you see something in it, mad, and, and it's crazy, but so many Asians are coming out. Like, there's so many memes posted about, like, it's being a like some Asian celebration at Saudi Arabia. It's cool. It's like a, it's it's heartwarming because it's. Uh, I, I feel a thousand. I feel, dude, you said it. You said it better than I can. Yeah, because. So yes, I I get it. Like, it's not about like I'm Mexican and fuck you. You know what I mean? It's more so like I like like damn like like you guys are coming from Australia to LA, and. Like you, you, you like it's a, you guys know LA, right? But like I have so many cousins, so many like that never left the hood. Mm-hmm. That don't even know Lincoln Heights. You guys already know Lincoln Heights. You guys are from Australia. They've never left South Central Compton, their little like neighborhood, right? Because yeah, well we could get into that, but but you know I was like that's crazy. I'm like like they or they just don't know the value of LA. I have family members who are like oh LA is bad because it's too expensive and it's too dirty. I'm like yo like. Like, I, I was telling my mom, like, like, do you know there's people out there, like, in the world who, like, wear LA hats and they're not even in LA, like, like you know what I mean, like, straight up, yeah, like, it's like, it's like, again, it's like, for, and I try to do what I do, and I try to be all right, Mexican, to show, like, like, tell them, hey, there's kids out there, like, that don't even, don't even know what Slipknot is, are not so out of touch with the world, that they're just living, like, like they're like they're living in a village, but they're living in the hood in LA. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I kind of do that for them, for all the kids in Mexico, because like, I like, I like I guess a lot of immigrant, a lot of immigrants from Mexico, even they're in America, they're just working like they're in Mexico. Like it's just, I, I, you said it best. Like you said, yeah, you said it, you said it best. But how about you? Were you, are your parents like very supportive of like you're in a hardcore band? Yeah, hundred percent. I think they um. They don't understand it, for sure. Um, but I mean, I, yeah, just like these guys, I come from a super supportive family. I think um, they always taught me to be responsible, but they always encouraged me to do what I loved. Um, the thing that they always really sort of tried to ingrain in me that is that life is about balance. And it took me a long time to understand that. So I'm really glad that this period of my life is the period of my life that Speed came in because I feel like I can appreciate it fully for what it is, having learned all the lessons that I needed to learn mm-hmm. to get here. And Speed I, is not our first band. Speed's not our first band, yeah. Have, have any of you guys been in the same band together, like any other members? Like, or you guys all been in different bands? Uh, me and Jam had a band that didn't do much. Um, Speed is my first band. Yeah. <laughs> Speed's Wait, band. so you were never to hardcore, or like, are you, are you like, it was like, whatever. I was, um, I probably say I was on the outskirts of hardcore for a minute, maybe since, I don't know, my late teens kind of thing. I was always around because these guys were always around, jumped my brother, and like, yeah, all my friends would always come around. Our house was like, 
almost like a, a touring house kind of thing where a lot of people from interstate will come stay, um, internationally as well will come stay just because I guess the community kind of thing that we hold. Um, so I was always kind of around it uh, with Jem's previous band. I used to go and like, take photos and stuff as well, go on tour and stuff. And I think from that kind of exposure, I learned the hardcore culture, the ethic, the community again as well, just mm. being around it the whole time, you know. Um, and I guess, yeah, to speak to the origin of the band as well, that's kind of as well why Jen and I wanted to start this and why we wanted to bring in our friends and everything like that as well. It's just because, yeah, I was here being exposed to all this culture, seeing, I guess, my other scenes that I was a part of being like, oh, well, this isn't really the same kind of thing, you know what I mean? There's a very special thing about hardcore which other scenes don't have. Yeah. And when I say other scenes, like I used to... Oh, as a kid, I grew up doing like hip hop dancing and stuff like that. Oh, right? see? So, like, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, really yeah. mad dancing. Yeah, really mad dancing. Why it's so fresh? Love you, love Yeah, so, I don't know. I was always on the outskirts of it, also kind of, uh, I don't know, being small and like Asian as well, you know, mm. kind of scared of it in a lot of ways. But after being around for a number of years and like, yeah, just seeing all of the positives for it, I was like, why? This is something I've got to be a part of and something that, again, I seem so small and something I need to put time into and like invest myself into to, to grow because other people need to see this as well, you know what I mean? Other people need to learn from it and like, yeah, need to bring up all the positives of it as well, you know? There's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad. I'm trying to highlight all the good, you know? Uh, that's crazy that you said like that you did because you were like, you felt like you were eight or small, like, you're like the Gene Simmons right now of like your band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know how like the bass is crazy. The bass is that's so true. <laughs> the bass never gets like the recognition. They're just like playing the bass. He's the problem. But like, but like, yeah, but like, you know, you see Gene Simmons, you're like, oh, like the first thing you see is the time. He's the man. You see the fly as the bass You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> right. Wait, why are you like the center of the album cover? Like, uh, what was that planned? Because he's got so much sauce. Look at this kind of guy. Look at this kind of. What do you mean? What do you mean? You guys, you guys you're just because of that, like, there's no like crazy reason. I'm like the one with tattoos. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think the fact that Aaron is somebody that came into hardcore later in life and um, and has just sort of picked it up just by by learning the culture first rather than the music first, like like most people would, is something that we want to represent. We want with this band to show that there are so many different pathways to get into this music, and it's about the attitude first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And so, to me personally. Aaron is the personification of that. He is he is a person that represents that to me. He's somebody who is hardcore in attitude. I can fucking call him so I can test his hardcore knowledge on so many things right now and he would fuck it up. Fucking blow it. But that doesn't make him hardcore than me or Jam or you. You know what I mean? He's a fucking he's as hardcore as the rest of us because he has the attitude, he understands the ethic, mm. and that's why he should be front and center, because he represents that anybody can be that. Sounds so corny, I'm on, but I'm gonna say it's gonna say they're corny, but hardcore is a way of life, basically. 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's not a sound, it's like a, yeah, it's an, it's an ethic, it's a... Yeah, like, yeah. I see a lot of bands where like, they're like, they sound heavy, heavy, or like, they're, you can tell they're not the right music, but like, it just doesn't say anything, or like, or like they're not playing it with like passion, mm-hmm. so it just doesn't come out. It just comes out like as like I don't know, like beat down or death metal. Why can't you like to, to to the civilian? You can listen to any heavy music. And you put it in one umbrella. 
Oh, yeah. Why can Uncle Kids sniff out anything? Like, there's really no delineation between the music that we play, the music that Robert Gay played, the music that Akubu played, and the music that, like, some metalcore band will play or whatever, or some whatever other band. But why can you sniff it out straight away? No, this is Uncle, but this isn't. When there's actually so many different sounds in Uncle, you know what I mean? Why can Fiddlehead play that show with us? And we accept them as a hardcore band and know 100% that they're a hardcore band. You know what I mean? But then go to like some emo or indie show and be like, these bands are not hardcore bands, I don't fuck with this at all. You know what I mean? Why? It's the energy. You know what I mean? It's the energy, it's the attitude, it's the approach. And that's, that's just what it is. It's very hard to, hard to kind of translate. But also on that point, like before, like everyone in Speed has been friends for at least a decade. I've, I've known Josh since I was 13, man. You know, like more than half our lives. So, you know, we come from a, a friendship group and a friendship circle and a community that's been friends for a very long time most of us will when a lot of us went to school together and that you know what I mean so you know like the people that are here like so many Australian homies that are here we've known these people for so long because, and then it's just again part of us being involved and, 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 and doing this the way we're doing is celebrating that relationship you know what I mean and, and putting giving that meaning and purpose you know what I mean yeah <laughs> like, like, oh, like the whole interview you say, you say it like just you say it right. You say it right. We feel grateful, but we feel we're blessed to sit in this room here with Lewis's. Lewis's. Uh, Shout out, Lewis. Yeah, Shout out, Lewis. here just being able to speak to you because you know you're giving us a platform and we're so far from home and like it's taken a, lot, a, a long time to formulate these ideas and everything. Mm. But it's a blessing. So it's 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 so good to meet you, man, and, and to be here. Yeah. Yeah. And before we wrap this up, uh, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? You guys are going back home? What's next? You guys are coming back again? We're announcing a tour today. Um, today. Back at home will be our first ever tour. Yeah, um, we, we, yeah we're announcing a, a tour today back at, back, back at home. Um, you guys are doing a tour in a show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so shows. Um, we've still never toured yet. We play LA before <laughs> we play Brisbane at home. We play LA before we play Adelaide back at home, you know what I mean? That's like the sound of you was our 15th show. It's like this whole shit's a fucking spin out. Yeah. <laughs> We've got so much to do. It's like, it's just, it's been so fucking overwhelming, man. Like, we're like, dude, we just played that show. Like, we've barely been a band. This, I wrote the demo so he could learn how to play bass. Okay, bro? Like, he, he learned the instrument to the demo songs. Like, you know, like, we're so new. I'm still figuring out how to be a vocalist. Like, haven't really done this much. You know what I mean? Like, so. There's so much still that we have to do, bro. Like so, like within our own country, within within like around the world. But all I can say is just we're just gonna keep running this as hard as we can to uh, until Australian hardcore gets to this place where people can go to shows every weekend and know that they're gonna have a really special time. And that's that's it. You, you, we just wanna we want an infrastructure for hardcore where you can. Start a band with your, with your best friends without a demo and know that 150 people are going to rock up, hit hard sell, buy a merch, and have a good night, go out, to stand on the sidewalk, eat ice cream, chop it up for a few hours, and then go out. That's, that's what it's about. Hard, yeah. That's, that's, that's all. I'm telling you, he says it right. He says it right. That's all we're trying to do with this. Yeah. So until that's done, we're just going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you guys want to say something else? Um, just on the tour that we're announcing today, um, it's with a band from Australia called AWOL. I was about to say, yeah, yeah. check them out, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. AWOL, AWOL is up next, man. That's, that is the next band from Australia that people should listen to. And Have they been around longer than you guys? No, no they, they just started. started. They started. We've definitely heard them. They've got like three shows, maybe. 
on yeah. other shows. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, if you haven't heard that band yet and you're listening to this, I, I really recommend you check them out um, because I want them to be sitting here. You know what I mean? That's to us. I think the mission of this band is to have a band like AWOL in this spot or any any other band from Australia to be in this spot. Um, so yeah, that's all I really want to say about that. You heard, you, if such a special time on Australian Hardcore at the moment, and, and we're gonna have a lot of bands that are coming out. If, 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 if you're if you're fine about speed, I I just ask like go on Spotify, look up the playlist Australian Hardcore by Last Right Records. It's your perfect catalog of all the sickest shit from all of the years of Australia. Mm-hmm. Listen to it, check it out, and and, and and if you fuck with it, come come to Australia, come to our shows here, bro. Like check out those bands, put on for them. They're, we have talent down there that's just it's, it's gonna make its way out you know what I'm saying and, 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 and we believe in it and just come to our show in Australia as well come experience our scene too now you know what I mean like cause mm-hmm. I think we got something to offer yeah we had a festival in June put back on the map this year it was the first first time it's, uh, it's happened and it was the greatest Australian hardcore show in like 10 years so it's gonna happen again next year and I think for us, the craziest thing ever would be if there were people from overseas traveling to Australia just for that show, the same way that people from Australia, from the UK, from Europe, from Asia, come to America to see Sound of Fury or This Is Our Core or FYA, you know what I mean? So we want Australia to be in that exact same position. You guys got speed, you guys got a fast, you guys got AWOL. You guys are sweet. We got AWOL. You guys got a lot. You guys got a lot. We got more, man. We have so many more. Any more shoutouts? Bro, I, I, I can't, we would just leave everyone out, but Deathbed, Primitive Blast, Jokes on You, Rapid Die, Straight Jacket Nation, Blind Girls, uh, uh, Nerve Damage, The Chain, The Others, Engage, bro, like so, like too many, too many, Downside, Ill Natured, you know, like, we're, so not, we're not even scratching the surface. Bro, it's just, you, you gotta, you gotta see. Those are all hardcore men? Oh, yeah. Um, Mola. Mola, absolutely. There's um, all, okay, there's a lot of them. There's yeah, so many, dude. That's, that's Born Free, Iron Mind, like, go, like, go. Like, it's us, it's It's Australian, man. It's Australian. And, and if you come here to our shows, you know, you, you will have a good time. You will see a different a different energy in our scene. Um, and you will be celebrated, you know what I mean? Because everybody, like, we, we, we ate shit, you know, for many years leading up to this, and the, the people that filtered out that left hardcore, you know, they, they, it was almost like a cleansing, like mm. that, that, that what we went through, you know, from going, we went to many shows for a very long time where it was like 40 cunts, that's it, and, and a good show was one person moshing to the one song with the last band, like, okay, cool, that was, that, was a, that was a decent show, you know what I mean? That's what hardcore was for so long, and now, when you left like that, where you just got crumbs, you know what I mean? People, the people that were left were the people that really loved it. And so now that it's coming back, like it's just, we're, we're, we're so charged more than ever. We're so welcoming to, to it all, to all the energy. We, we, when you get deprived of something, you really know what you don't have, you know what I'm saying? So we're at this amazing point right now where everybody's so grateful for it and we just want it to keep going like this because it's the culture is, is beautiful, you know? So it's a, it's a great time to experience it, I think. We, we're, we're really blessed to not have as much of the separations, I think, that come with history, you know, in your scenes where you don't fuck with this, you don't fuck with that. Like, we don't really have that much of that because 
we didn't have much at all. Mm. So we just had, we're all trying to build, you know, back home. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out you, bro. Shout out you. Yeah. Shout out all you guys. You know, laugh now, die later. Like, I heard your pod before. You know, it's the power of Like, I've listened to it before. It's sick. Like, it's, it was so much prefer. Like, we get hit up to do a lot of things, bro. And we, we instantly were like, yeah, fucking earth, we're going to kick it with you, bro. Because, you know, we, you, you're real. You're a kid from out here. Like, of course we want to support that and be involved with that because that's where it starts, you know what I mean? And, and what you're doing here is fucking amazing. It's not easy to kind of set this, you didn't have to come and like message us on Instagram, you don't even know us, you know, and set us all up. You didn't have to do that and it takes effort and everything and that's that's where it all starts and that's this little input that you need to make something really special, you know what I mean? And keep shit happening, so. We appreciate it, appreciate, appreciate you, man, seriously. We're gonna do this for that <laughs> and wrap us up. Thank you. Ready? We're gonna, you, know, you know what this for that is, right? Sorry? And this or that? This or that? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 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 Yeah, no, quick this or that. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. That's okay. good. All right. McDonald's or Hungry Jacks? <laughs> hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks all day. I'm saying McDonald's. McDonald's, yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, Running or Sabalba? Oh. 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 bro. Come on. I got my pick. I'm going to run now on this one. That's, that's me. Running out. I'm yeah. sorry, Zababa. <laughs> but it, no, 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 I'm saying I'm sorry to Zababa because no. he's also running out. <laughs> it's so hard, it's so hard. It's, it, it, they're both incredible oh beers. They, 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 they're just different, but, but like... Running out was a movement, especially for people in Australia. Australia fucked with running out, so... And Zabalba too. Fucked with Zabalba so hard, yeah. too. Yeah. But Zabalba also, like, you've heard put reflection on that. Zabalba put out, like, as one band that put out so many records, they, they, they all... In my opinion, they're all. I have so much to say. They've gone with their own lane. It's really, really fucking awesome. Hey, Brute or Cold as Luck? Hey, Brute. Hey, Brute. Adidas or Converse? Probably say Adidas in general. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Public enemy or naughty by nature? Public enemy. Death threat or Madball? Mad Bull yeah, plus fuck. They all get over you. Mad Bull, but why do you yeah. have to ask us that? <laughs> yeah. uh, video games or books? <laughs> yeah, video games, video games. Video I know games. my LA from GBA. Come on, man. I'm not reading about this shit. Alright, that was it. Let's get it. Thank okay, you. Man. I appreciate everyone for listening. Thank you. This was Laugh Now That Later. Let's speed. Thank you.